0: Here at the Downer Law Firm, we have over 40 years of experience handling personal injury claims such as car accidents, truck accidents, workers' compensation, even wrongful death. So if you're injured, give us a call. We've got you covered. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the 704 High School Highlight Podcast here on Bayhackle Sports. I'm Jeff Taylor. That's Jack Taylor, and of course, the podcast brought to you by the Downer Law Firm, Charlotte's hometown legal team. If you're ever injured or in an accident, make sure you get with the Downer Law Firm. They'll take care of you, and of course, we appreciate them and what they do for our behavioral sports and high school sports in our area. So, we're going to change it up a little bit. Instead of having a guest, we got Jack here. And what we decided to do and, and maybe go forward from here is we'll always have guests on, but we're also going to just kind of bring everybody up to date on the high school scene. What's going on? Because it's been a flurry of activity over the last couple of weeks. And even this week. And I guess for me, the biggest thing is, and it is high school football and revolves around it, the Keep Pounding High School Classic. Yeah. Obviously, they made the big announcement this past week uh, about the games that will be played. And we say games. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Because last year it was one. Yeah. And I think from the success, why not go to two?
1: I mean, last year was an instant classic, the Providence Day and Northwestern, right. the North and South Carolina battles, the private schools, the South Carolina schools. And so this year, they wanted to put more of the public schools in there. Right. And I think it was – Awesome opportunity for these two teams to go head to head. Providence Day and Weddington. I mean, that's going to be spectacular. The two state champions. Right. It's going to be different than people are expecting because obviously Providence Day lost a lot of guys.
0: I think they'll be fine though. <laughs>
1: they'll be fine. Look okay, at Chad <laughs> Greer and his guys. They are able to get have next man up and go right into it. But it's just going to be. You know, Weddington has kept a lot of their team intact. Right. But to see the two state championships facing that, champions facing hey, off. To me,
0: it's brilliant. I yeah. Mean, you're taking the private schools and the public schools and going, ha- let's let's decide mm-hmm. and have it. So I think it's brilliant. Then the other game, obviously you got Indy and Myers Park. And to me, and I stressed it all last year uh, when we did our, you know, the Blitz and everything else, the young coaches in the area, and you talk about DJ McFadden and what he's done there at Independence, building the culture he has, played under Tom Knotts, which I'm sure he always talks about Coach Knotts and the impact he made, and, you know, playing there and, you know, winning state championships and wanting to build that culture, he has certainly done that at Independence.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the things that they've done in the last few years to go from where they were to then having what the Tri County champions, right? To then being able to get to where they need to be in that final game against Butler as well. I mean, it was ridiculous to see the impact he's had so far. And you see that directly correlating with Myers Park and Chris James.
0: Right. I was going to talk about him too. Yeah. Last year was his first year. And to see what he did there and the staff he's built. Um, you know, it's pretty amazing. But you know, same thing. to And it, the cool, the interesting part. Forget the Providence Day and and Weddington for a minute. When you talk about India Myers Park, though, just the history of those two schools and what they mean to high school football in the Charlotte area, that's big. Just the historical aspect.
1: Absolutely. I mean, some of the best receivers, some of the best <laughs> you know uh, players to come out of the Charlotte area and go on to the NFL right. came out of Myers Park. We talk about the different big names that have come from that area and it has been huge to see so they have a history embedded in the area. Now, I know with Indy and with Coach McFadden, he might have wanted to keep that in, that North Carolina versus South Carolina matchup going from last year and play he his head coach in Dutch Fork. <laughs> I mean, that that yeah. would have been the only matchup Well, of actually, in
0: the press conference, and we didn't play it or whatever, but what he said was, he goes, I want another shot at Weddington. Yeah. So he was hoping it would be Indy and Weddington. Yeah. Because he wouldn't mind a shot at that. But I'm sure it's going to be great ball games. And actually, um, here's some sound from the press conference from the other day, both coaches and players. Take a listen.
1: I mean, this always says something about the type of program you got. Um, when you're asked to play in these type of games right here. Um, I think we've earned it, I think our kids earned it. Um, we've got a good opponent here, my man Chris James and Myers Park.
0: Same. I think our kids have worked really hard uh, for this particular opportunity. Um, when you sit up here and look at the panel of, of organizations, programs, coaches, um, I think it says a lot about the city of Charlotte. A tremendous blessing, I think, to be associated with Providence Day for me personally and then for um, our school community to be part of this. I think last year, was just an overwhelmingly positive experience for our entire community. We had um, tremendous participation from students, families, alumni, it just was was an incredible experience and opportunity. I think it's awesome for for our players, our coaches. You know, 99% of them aren't ever going to play in an NFL stadium, so to give them uh, the opportunity to play in one is, uh, and the coaching one is really, really special for these guys.
1: I'm so excited. I mean, this is a great experience for me. You know, I've never been able to do this. So I think it's a great opportunity, and we're playing first, obviously. A good opponent so I mean I'm sure they excited for the opportunity.
0: It's a great opportunity for me, teammates, the Independence community as a whole and just ready to go. I feel like it's gonna be a great matchup um, the Defendants Day champs for the 4A public school and private school so they have some great players we have great players so it's gonna be a f- phenomenal matchup. I got a lot of friends over there at Providence Day so you know obviously we've been talking back and forth now early and just can't really just can't wait for to go out there and compete against them. So, obviously, two big matchups. And I think another interesting thing that Coach McFadden talked about was he was kind of wishing he was late game. I mean, Thursday, August 22nd, he's going to play at 4 o'clock in Bank of America Stadium. And if you've ever been there, you know, in the summer or even early September – it can get hot.
1: Absolutely, it's interesting that they're moving it to that Thursday as opposed I know. to having it on that Saturday, because it was going up against the Turf King Classic, which right. we can't wait to see what those matchups are going to be.
0: That'll be interesting. But now
1: it's going up against the Kickoff Classic right. on that Thursday at Memorial as well. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what teams go into that matchup. That has always been a doubleheader. And I've I heard of a few heard so of teams, but I'm not going to spill the beans yet. And then you got a tripleheader <laughs> for that Turf King. Now tri- right. Turf King's is going to be the only game, the only games on that Saturday.
0: Um, you know, I, I wish there was some way they could spread all three of them out. Yeah. Do Thursday or I don't I you got you well do they have games Friday yet? They do. They will. Okay, right. So okay, so that'd right.
1: be what you do is you have one of the games, one of the tournaments, be on that Friday. Friday. Do Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Because you don't want to take away from the first Friday night game for some of those teams. If you're going right. to do it, you might as well have it on a Thursday, Saturday. But that would be my thought process going forward: is make one of these, make them not all have to compete with each other. So put one of them on a Friday.
0: Right. So at the press conference, and you didn't know about this, um, we hadn't talked about it, but at the press conference, we kind of all had finished asking questions, and they go, Does anybody else have any questions? And Thomas Davis mm-hmm. raised his hand. Yeah. And he asked flat out, he turned around and looked at all of us. Yeah. And he goes, Because none of y'all have the guts to ask it, I will. And he asked about the NIL deal. Really? Did he? The private versus the public. Interesting. And he wanted all their opinions. So you had, you know, Coach Capone, you had Coach James, Coach McFadden. Yeah. And Coach Greer right in the middle. And coach greer was the first one to talk and he was you know i mean obviously it's with the private schools he you know supports it and and but he did say hey you know if there's things going on the public schools these kids deserve it too yeah um it was interesting to hear the take of you know uh capone coach capone and and coach james and i know coach mcfadden had talked about it a couple times at least you know on social media so i was waiting to hear his answer Mm. and um it was just very interesting um, to hear them talk but you know coach McFadden was just like I just want an equal chance yeah you know we're, we're sitting up here you know with coach Greer and you know we just want an equal chance at the end of the day and and I get it and I know that I think you did a story on the NIL especially when they did the public versus the private and stuff we haven't had a chance to talk mm-hmm. I, I people who've watched the podcast know that I struggle with it I don't like it for the I actually I, I don't like it for college period but I get it but especially for high school what were your thoughts on the NIL as a whole and I think, for me, it comes down to regulation. I don't think we regulate it enough. And I think if they could get that part of it right, it'd be a better move.
1: Yeah, I think that what the NCISAA is doing is similar to what the, you know, 30-some-odd organizations across the country are doing. Right. And I think that when people hear NIL, they think, you know, branding rights, or they think, you know, making, names, making money off your name in a video game. Right. And in the college level, yes, that is what it's going to be. But at high school, it's really not going to be that much. And the thing is, if you look at it, and Chad Greer, when we talked, had an interesting perspective because his sons, not Will Greer, right. but Nash and Hayes, have been benefiting off of their name, image, and likeness since they were in high school. If you remember, they were both big on Vine at the time. Right. And so in social media in the world of streaming, in the world of Twitch, the world of social media, you can make money off of your name and image and likeness right. in so many ways, but you have to have a following. So in high school, like it's different for you know the kid at you know, Cuthbertson or Coxmill, as opposed right. to the kid at Providence Day. I mean, David Sanders, well, you know, is one of the is one of the top players in the country. Or you've got the girl, the junior at Charlotte, who's right. one of the top softball players in the country. Right. They'll have followings. Right. So that's what these companies are going to kind of lodge onto. I think public schools should absolutely have it. And from what I understand, the deals that the NCISA put together and the N H or the NCHSAA put together are very similar. Right. It was just a matter of approval at the top. And I think, yeah, I mean, the kids that are in private school, they don't necessarily, it's not going to you know be a fast pass to get into these private schools. They're right. not going to say, okay, we can offer you this money. Let's get you right in here. They're still going to have to go through all the red tape, but I do think the, pri- the public school kids deserve it if they are able to. And as long as it doesn't take away from how they got that opportunity. Right. And that the schools Agreed. don't have any way of touching it. I mean, the biggest thing is not having collectives. Right. The private schools can't have collectives, and they can't touch it whatsoever. Right. And every deal it goes through has to go through the NCISIA. So.
0: Well, Coach Greer said something funny. He goes, you know, colleges have always had NIL. It's just been called something else. Yeah, I mean, it has. It's true. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. And I thought the interesting part was when he was talking about, um, sorry, the kid's name uh, at Providence State, the lineman.
1: Uh, David Sanders.
0: Yeah. He just said, you know, David right now has got a sweatshirt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all it's going to be. You
0: know, that, that's all it is right now. So don't make a mountain out of a molehill.
1: I mean, booster clubs have existed in high school. Right, and that exactly. has been a advantage for some of the more affluent high schools. You right. have more money coming into your booster programs. You can go straight into the gear. So these you know, companies aren't going to come in and you know buy out gear for all their teams. A lot of them already have deals with these right. places anyway. So it's interesting. And I think it will be a much slower impact I agree. than people realize. And I think you'll see maybe one or two kids at the high school level utilize it. Just like you've seen. I mean... The kids that are going into college right now that are signing, very little of them have NIL deals going into college. Right. So I think it's a, it's a different scenario.
0: Yep. Okay, switch gears. Let's talk some hardwoods. Mm-hmm. So we got high school basketball, and we're kind of, well, we're definitely coming to the end of the public schools, but the private schools, mm-hmm. they're in the middle of their tournament. Yeah. And so um, kind of a big Saturday coming up when we talk about the NCIS AA. <laughs> Always so hard to say. Um, but real quick, 1A, um, United Faith Christian Academy, on a roll. Uh, they're the number one seed. Um, so they play Saturday, I do believe. So best of luck to them. Um, it's always, they've always had a good team. They've always been strong, always been consistent. The 4A got some interesting stuff. The one seed cannon mm-hmm. is going to take on, uh, Kerry Academy. And I saw Kerry Academy on Thursday night, um, beating out uh, country day. And I can tell you that team, um, has some size, has some speed. Um, I don't know if they can hang with Canon, although I haven't had a chance to see Cannon. I don't Canon
1: has got a lot of firepower and the thing that is interesting when it comes to we talk about football versus basketball, for private schools and football, there's a, obviously a bit of a disparity. You know, Providence Day has kind of been up at the top, and the other teams still kick around, and it's not always super lopsided. Right. But especially when you get to the postseason, it kind of starts to lean. But in basketball, it is very even keel. Right. A lot of these, I the mean, talent. Carmel Christian, you know, Charlotte Latin, Covenant Day. Right. These teams, Canon, these teams are all, you know, it, it's shootouts every night. Right. So I saw Cannon up against Covenant Day. Covenant Day had a big win to get over top of Canon to take the division at the time. Right. And so seeing Cannon... In, in, in person, you know, they were running right to their spot. How are they on the firing. inside? On the inside. Cause Carrie,
0: Carrie has a kid named, uh, Wyatt DeGraff, mm-hmm. who I saw him play. Mm-hmm. I don't know how tall he is. He's huge. Um, but he dominated the boards. He dominated the middle. So I don't know what Cannon has on the, on it's, the inside.
1: It's going to be a bit of a non-factor because they don't miss shots. Okay. <laughs> they, are very, are, they are very surgical with their shot selection. Right. I saw them run the same play four times to the corner with, for a three-pointer, and it went in every time. And so right. if they can control the perimeter like they continue to do, it will be an, an easy
0: continuation for them. I know that, um you know uh, – Country Day was tough to see their season end. They played hard uh, the other night or whatever, but they got a kid, a freshman, Preston Smith. Mm-hmm. That kid, he he can he can ball out. Um, uh, he hit a buzzer beater in the third quarter. Baseline falling out of bounds, just throwing up, hit nothing but net. But um, you know, so there's that. Um, the four and five seed, and you've seen I think both of them maybe Carmel Christian taking on Providence Day. I think you saw Providence Day play this week, correct? Mm-hmm. Um you know, for them, they're just, they're consistent. That's all I can say is they're just consistent.
1: I think that they've always been a fire, you know, a, a superpower in the area as far as basketball goes. So to see them in the four seed is different. Um, to see the kind of, you know, emergence of Cannon back to what they want to be. Carmel has some competition that they haven't really faced in yeah. a while. And it's going to be interesting because Providence. The two middle seeds. Because Providence Day has been, you know, not. I don't want to say up and down because that's not necessarily accurate in terms of their season, with the amount of games that they've had. But seeing them at home against Raven Gap, having to travel up from Georgia, they at one point were. That wasn't
0: as close as the football game was. No, it (laughs) it was not.
1: At one point they were up by two uh, to Raven Gap, and then by the end of the fourth quarter or the end of the third quarter, they had a thirteen point lead. And they controlled that and kept it for the rest of the game. And even the coach said, you know, we didn't play as well as we could have. He was right. like, we were lackadaisical. Ron Johnson was like, yeah, we could do a lot better in that regard. So they've got some big guys and some some crafty work inside the paint. They're very, very fluid when they drive to the basket. So it'll be their first trip though, on the road in this playoffs. Going to Carmel Christian is tough. Tough, yeah. It is a huge stadium. And I remember I saw that game last year, and it was a big matchup. So I'll be very interested to see. It'll be a close one, and I think it could come down to, you know, the final few possessions. Oh, really? It just execute. We just got to execute. We didn't do that today, and uh, at least for the most part, we didn't do that today. So hopefully it'll be a little bit better on Saturday.
0: Another game, Covenant Day, taking on Ravenscroft. Uh, coming days of two seed. Uh, they've been a quiet two seed. Uh, you don't seem to hear a whole lot about them. I think that
1: if you – see them play you hear about them and reverberates okay as you keep going and got they <laughs> they are impressive and they've got a lot of talent they've got a kid who's committed to app state for okay. basketball and he is huge he is a ginormous presence inside the paint he puts up 28 20 points really? a night wow. he had a few double doubles this season so wow. he will be a big presence if you lock him down that'll change things a little bit but i think that it won't be you won't be surprised by the teams that move on to the semifinals got in that in that division
0: so for everybody out there uh the championship games then are i think uh next friday and saturday i don't know the exact dates or whatever i will get those to you but we're actually showing those on bayheckle sports Mm -hmm. we're streaming all the private school championship games so uh, we'll get that info out make sure you uh get a chance to uh see all those guys in action as we do that in a live stream that one of the cool things we get to do here at bayheckle sports um then of course public schools a couple things just to talk about real quick um 3A is anybody going to beat Central Cabers? No, I mean they haven't <laughs> lost a game. 55 in... and 0. Yeah. Um, you know, 23 and 0 this year, uh, perfect in the conference. I just, I, I, you know, I, I think it's the Daniel Twins, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I know that uh, I think we we did a story on them. John John, Tre- John Treach did. I, no, I don't. I, you know, I don't know what their margin of victory has been, but I'm, I'm. If I look through, I look through Max Preps a little bit just to see some of the scores. They were pretty dominant.
1: Yeah, they know what. They, they know how to play their ball They know who they are. <laughs> and they don't waver from it. Right. And it is intimidating to go up against the two of them. Very, very rarely do you see something like that, where you have these two twins. Two, I mean, brothers is one thing, but twins is another. I saw in West Virginia, when I was covering high school basketball there, there was a set of twins that they were the exact same playing with each other. And they were lights out each week, and it was hard it, it, it's hard to defend because you go for one of them the other one goes care. off you go for the other one the other one goes off hurt so <laughs> to have that two-headed dragon right to try to try to take on is darn near impossible so i don't think anyone is going to stand a chance against them right i think they're going to roll through for another title
0: as long as they keep our heads on straight too sometimes when you're that good it's hard to keep your head on straight yeah you kudos able- to the coach i mean to, you know when you're talking about teenage boys um Head can swell. Absolutely, hmm. and so to they keep might even need, you know
1: they might get the punch in the mouth that they need. Right, but I wouldn't be counting on it. They would
0: counterpunch, yeah, real quick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they would. Um, so that's three, four A. Um, you know, so many good teams, but we just want to talk about the game that's being played um, here at the end as the season wraps up, and that's Indian Butler. Um, you know, both ten and one in the conference, both tied for so this is it for the four A Southwestern Conference title. Um, do they just battle it out in every sport? Is it just like that is the rivalry? Whether it's football, basketball, you know, base, what? Is, that's it. Yeah.
1: I mean, they're they're dominant. They're because a lot of those players are playing for both teams. Those guys that are you saw that they saw in the gridiron, right. They're, they're seen seeing on those, the hardwood too. <laughs> right. So yeah, that is what it is. I mean, they just have their athletic programs continue to go just off the walls, no matter what sport it is. And so it's going to be very, very interesting to see who takes – I mean, it's gotten to the point where they need to have, like, you know, the 51 Cup or something like that, where they just tally up all the different sports. That's a good idea. Like they have the Palmetto Cup, you know, for South Carolina, Clemson. They just need to have it where they tally up all the different sporting events and see who won in each matchup because it comes down to them more often than not. Right.
0: Got it. Cool. Hey – you are listening to the 704 High School Highlight Podcast, watching it also, hopefully. Brought to you by the Downer Law Firm. Make sure you get with them. Uh, they are Charlotte's hometown legal team. If you're injured in an accident, make sure you check out the Downer Law Firm. So, let's switch gears again real quick. Um, and I'm learning more about it, and I'm learning how many just good good ones we have in our area, and that is wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, state championships are going on as we speak. Um and as I, like, got to talk to some of the schools, and you were at the regionals, mm-hmm. um, were you amazed at just how many people were there in the excitement and just the numbers? Just and, and just tell me how crazy that was. I was. I walking in. That was at
1: Mellor Creek? No, it was at
0: Mooresville. Mooresville. Yeah, Mooresville. Gym.
1: Right. Going into their gym in Mooresville, I was actually really shocked to see just the sheer amount of people. And I guess regionals, so there was over 200 wrestlers, I want to say, that were there, representing a almost every team in the area for the 4A Western Regionals Not right even the right, 4A, 4A, right right just the 4A Western and it was a packed gym going on for hours and there was matches continuously and it is such a grueling sport for the stamina that you have to have in that moment i mean the amount of time it takes to pin your guy to get them down and done and have the match concluded i mean you're you're looking at 10 minute matches right just for one and then you got to go on you get about a five minute break and then you go on to the next Breathe. one and the parents were in into it they're watching you know five hundred guys the coaches are sitting right there it is a constantly moving energy right. out there so it was interesting to see and you look at these kids and a lot of them don't look like they would be able to play on any of their respective football teams, teams for the right. most part i mean if when you, you get, get that, at that 120 the, pounds and yeah, stuff yeah but, They know how to use their weight, and they know how to use their abilities to throw their guy down, and it was very, very eye-opening to see. There's a lot of talent around the area. You know,
0: like, I mean, I I looked at, as I was doing some stuff on social the other day, kind of just uh, putting stuff out, you know, Huff had eight guys. Mm -hmm. You know, Mooresville had a a huge number. You know, Providence, I think, had one, but still, Palisades, East Mech, Mm -hmm. South Mech. The list goes on and on. I was just stunned at that, and, and, you know— to have just that many. Like I said, yeah, and then I've seen some images today. Um, I think it's in Raleigh as mm-hmm. the state championship, but I've seen some images today and the place is sold out. Mm-hmm. And it's now it's like I don't know, they had like literally they did like a panoramic shot and I don't know how many matches they had going on at one time.
1: I know at the regionals they but had at least four matches going on. This at the same is like time. twelve or
0: fifteen. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get some information. We'll be able to uh, you know, put out some stuff on social media and let you know how that goes. Maybe we'll have something up on BayHawkle Sports come Monday about uh, how that all went. And uh, best of luck to all those guys in states, because you know, I, I knew wrestlers growing up in high school, and I and I've talked to some now. Um, it's grueling, the 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 energy that they have to put in, um, the weight control. Um, you know, I, I've seen kids that would, you know, run outside with plastic bags on. Five minutes before their match because they were eight ounces over. Yeah. It, it's crazy. Um, but I think it's not as – it's not, that was way back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> where it was a little – It's probably too, changed, a l- it's changed a little bit. changed a little bit. It was a little too crazy. So, uh, like I said, best of luck to them. Hey, um, so we're almost done with the winter sports, and then we head over into the spring sports. And it's still weird that baseball is a spring sport because mm-hmm. I'm so used to be it, being summer. Um, but baseball is almost here. And um, I had the chance to go out to Charlotte Christian. Mm-hmm. And um, just a very unique story. And I don't know if you know it or the folks out there know it. But um, so in January of last year, their head coach died mm. of cancer, Greg Simmons. Um, and, you know, that was pretty much a couple months before their season started. And, you know, 733 games, 16 state titles, um, there for over 30 years as a coach. Um, And then uh, they had uh, a gentleman by the name of uh, Reed Front come in and take over and coach last year. So I went out and had a chance to talk to him uh, actually earlier this week and had a chance to talk to the coach about, you know, where the team stood right now. Here's what he had to say about Coach Simmons and and the legacy he left behind. You know, everything uh, within our program has his fingerprints all over it, from the facility to uh, even a lot of the drills we do day to day and a lot of things we – communicate to our guys so I played for him so um, he instilled a lot of that in me and um, all that uh, continues to trickle down to our players in the program today and so you know and talking to the players too there um, and and just to be thrown into a situation where a couple of months before season starts a coach of 30 years dies and you get put into that spot I I don't I don't even know how you how you wrap your mind around it and get your kids to play and play as well as they did last year because they played pretty well
1: you find, I think, at that kind of situation, a lot of those coaches will tell you, you just kind of let the river run its course. Right. And those kids, especially the ones that had had so much, and especially in the private school communities, they have seen that coach or known of that coach their entire since lives, like, Yeah. Their entire since lives. I, yeah. So they almost play for themselves and for him without needing any sort of steering, and the most you do is just make sure that they stay you know, on track and they right. stay on base And what they're supposed to be doing so I think that's where you kind of have to try to attack that from so I think that's what you're going to see as it goes along and you've seen it in different areas but I wouldn't be surprised you know if they are able to make a run and they're you know dedicating it to him because what else do you do right
0: so we're just uh, about a week or two away from baseball getting started softball uh, track what else do we have
1: then you'll have soccer yep Mm
0: -hmm. um so uh you know congrats to all the kids that are getting ready to play there. And um, obviously we'll keep up with them and um, whatever sport they're playing, we'll of course at vehicle sports, have you covered for that. Um, So let's uh, wrap it up with some young ladies, uh, the Palisade Puma cheerleaders. Um, And here's the interesting part. I had a chance to go talk with them and and do a story with them. You're talking about year two of a school and um, you know um, coach Don. you know, I talked to her and so last year was first year. This is the second year two schools that went into one. Um, you know, what she had to do to kind of get a culture together and, and all of that. Um, it's pretty amazing um, to, to do that, so kudos to her. And I just wanted to take a look at the story we put together uh, for Palisades as they headed off to Disney uh, about a week, a week or so ago. Take a look. Two years ago, the doors opened at Palisades High School bringing together students who had attended two other schools previously. That provided some challenges for everyone, including cheer coach Dawn Holmes. So a lot of people thought that it was crazy to come in here and start the foundation because you have to start a whole culture. And the thing is, we're a relief school, right? So it was coming from one culture and me trying to do something different that's a different style here in Charlotte. Now the cheerleaders are a sisterhood doing something they love. Absolutely. I'd say it's a sisterhood as well. What makes it that way? I mean JV and varsity practice together. We're not separate. Um, We just did our pep rally together. Um, We all share the same band and everything where we communicate, so it's definitely we're all on the same page. It doesn't feel like anybody's inferior to anyone else. That hard work has paid off as they are now headed to the National High School Cheerleading Championship at Disney. It's cool to be going to Disney. Actually, I've never been to Disney myself, so it's going to be an experience that I'm excited for. I can't wait to just like. Be in a big house with all my friends, you know, and then also be able to compete. And while excited for the competition, it's also bittersweet as it's time to say goodbye to the seniors. Well, it's amazing. So this is our first year having a senior class. So last year being juniors and now to watch them, there's 12. And so, so many of them, you know, they offer leadership and the mentorship.
1: I feel like also because we're a new team, it gives us more motivation to like set the standards because tonight, senior night, and you know, we were able to create our own traditions because we're the first graduating class.
0: At Palisades, in Disney, they made it past the first round. Mm-hmm. I think they had a fall or something, mm-hmm. so they didn't make it to the next round. But for a number of those girls, when I talked to them, uh, it was senior night at Palisades when I went out there or whatever. I know the competition was important, but, you know, just th- this is the second year that they've gone. So you're talking two years of existence,
1: yeah.
0: and you go to the national finals two years in a row. That's pretty impressive.
1: It's wild, and I will tell... Anyone who gets hired over at Ballantyne Ridge to take a look at what happened this last two years at Palisades in their right. athletic department because they have set a precedent for how you are able to compete right. and be competitive in such a short time frame. And so it'll be interesting to see. We've done all these stories of Palisades. Ballantine Ridge will be the next one
0: as that school opens up. Well, congratulations to those ladies. Um, you know, it was just a cool story to uh, to uh, just be able to talk to them. And, and 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 just the sisterhood they formed is pretty cool. So congrats to them. So, Hey. That is it for this episode of the 704 High School Highlight Podcast. Of course, um, wherever you you know watch, listen, make sure you uh, subscribe, uh, like, comment. Am I doing it all right? Mm-hmm. I always get so wrapped up. But the one thing we want to push also is we are trying to grow our YouTube channel for Bayhackle Sports. So head on over to the YouTube channel. Subscribe. We're just above 500. My goal is to get us to 1,000. Before the summer, that might be a big push, but we we're, to to try, we're gonna try, we're gonna get there, but of course, we'll get there with your help. So, um, you know what? Uh, we're gonna wrap up basketball. Spring sports are coming. Make sure you stay with Baghicle Sports for all your high school coverage. We wanna be your hope for high school sports. We've done a good job of it. And um, until next time, Jack, thanks, appreciate it. Until next time, have a great week. Here at the Downer Law Firm, we have over 40 years of experience handling personal injury claims such as car accidents, truck accidents, workers' compensation, even wrongful death. So if you're injured, give us a call, we've got you covered.